0: Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Yuma. Thanks for checking into localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Employment Notebook, where we utilize the expertise of our guests to discuss workplace issues, including leadership. And that's the focus for this particular episode as we examine the principles of one of the greatest leaders in American history, General George Patton. And joining us to talk about his ideas and the application into today's workforce, we have Rhett Power on the phone. Rhett is the co-founder of Wild Creations and a highly sought after speaker on leadership and entrepreneurship. Rhett, thanks for coming on the show today.
1: I appreciate you having me. It's great to be on.
0: Now, as we touched on briefly before uh, coming on air here, uh, everyone has their own idea of leadership. And as I said, you are seen as an expert in this field. So how do you define what leadership is?
1: Well, to really boil it down, I mean, the, the, the purpose of a leader is to inspire and to get everybody pulling in the same direction in a cooperative fashion, and, and I think really to fulfill the mission of the organization and the goals of the organization, and so to get everybody to, to go in that right, you know, everybody on course, focused on the same goals, uh, and I think that's really the core thing that a leader has to focus on, is getting everybody pulling in the same direction.
0: So with your definition of leadership there, you talked about the idea of inspiring. And of course, when we talk about General Patton, it, it seems obvious, okay, in an army setting, you can inspire these individuals. So how can you make that transfer? How do you compare inspiring and leading in an army setting versus in a, today's workforce, for example?
1: Well, I think CEOs and generals all have a mission. And whether you're leading an army, whether you're leading a, a, a team in the corporate world, you all have a mission. And I think you look at some of Patton's principles of command and management and principles of good health and principles of making decisions and, and principles for success. And I think they easily translate into the business world. I mean, you know, you want a CEO to lead by example. You want a CEO to promote good health and good uh, work ethics and, work, and good work habits, uh, uh, life habits. You want... The CEO to have good decision making skills and and judgment, and so I think I think it's a very easy transition and very easy for businesses and CEOs to take some of the principles from military leadership and and translate them into the workplace
0: I, I think you're definitely right and there are a couple of uh, of those principles that you mentioned a little bit there I wanted to ask about and maybe translate them into Uh, the current workforce and how that might relate to give people an idea, a tangible idea of how that might work. So I was just going to actually ask you about a couple of these uh, that stuck out to me and just maybe see uh, how we can relate those for the people out there that are listening. The first one I thought was was interesting. Um, You mentioned principles of command and management, and this was one that was underneath that uh, header, uh, was to always be alert to the source of trouble. What do you take from that? How do you translate that into the corporate world or into sort of a, a work setting?
1: I think Patton was a brilliant sh- uh, strategist, and I think he always knew where his weak spots were. Mm. He always knew where he was vulnerable, and I think he always knew what the enemy was up to and, and what they might do. He always anticipated what they might do so I think, as a CEO or as a business leader or a manager at every level I- I- in business, you have to know, for example, if you 're a manager, where your weakest where your weakest, what your weakest team member is hmm. and what their weaknesses are. I think you also have to know what your competition is doing. And you know, even if you're an entrepreneur and you have a, a, a pizza shop down the corner, you've got to know what Pizza Hut's doing you know, across town. Mm-hmm. You know? So you, you've got to always know what's going on in your environment and where you're weak, weakest and where you're strongest and, and understand what you can do to, to do better and to, to succeed.
0: Another point that he has here as a principal, and it obviously goes to the idea of leadership and, and maybe doling out responsibility, is that every leader must have the authority to match his responsibility. Uh, how can you translate that for us? Because I feel it's a, a little vague in what he's talking about, but maybe you can give us an idea of, of specifically what that would entail.
1: I think Patton believed in empowering his, his subordinates. Hmm. Uh, let them make decisions. Give them the tools to make those decisions. Give them the training. Give them the tools, the weapons, the the knowledge of what was going on, the intelligence, and let them lead their units. The same goes for business. You have to empower your, your people and make them feel like they can make decisions. You've got to give them the tools, the training, everything they need, the resources. But let them go out and, and make, make decisions. Let them lead. Let them take something, take ownership of something and, and feel like it's there so they can go out and, and perform. And that's hard. It's hard as a manager. I, I know I right. uh, experience this every day. You know, you got to let go a little bit sometimes and, and let people succeed.
0: Well, and I was going to ask, do you think that is, if not the most difficult, at least one of the more difficult things for a leader to do, especially maybe it's a smaller organization and, and, you know, as a, as a leader, a CEO, you have your hands on everything. Do you see that as being one of those difficult tasks as a leader?
1: I think it's very difficult. I mean, I I have to come. I'm a control person, you know, and <laughs> right. so, I, you know, I have to. You know, I want to be involved in it. I want to be involved in the products in, in my company. I want to be involved in the products, the sales, the the packing and distribution. But you can't, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's very hard. And and you know, you can actually, uh, I think, sort of hinder creativity. I think you can hinder people taking ownership. So it is something that I think that CEOs and leaders and organizations really have to be aware of and try to give people the freedom to grow and, and take ownership of projects.
0: Are there any quick tips you could offer up to those listening that maybe are struggling with that? I mean, maybe a, a first step or a nice piece of advice you could offer up?
1: You obviously, you have to have leaders and you have to have people in your organization that can take charge and take ownership of things that you trust. I mean, it's taken us years and years and years to build a team where, you know, we literally, I could walk out the door now and those guys could probably run the business without me, probably better, you know? Mm -hmm. So it it, it takes a long time, I think, to build trust and build a team that, that you can trust to do the jobs that are needed. And so I think it comes down to building a team that you can count on. Right. I, I think that's a major step. I couldn't let go until I, I had a we had a team that I, I really do feel like, you know, you could walk out I could walk out the door, my business partner could walk out the door and it would run just fine. And that's that's really the, the
0: main thing. No, I think that makes perfect sense. The idea, as you said, building that trust and creating a team where you can instill your trust in all of them. Looking at a couple more of uh, Patton's principles, these dealt more with decision-making, which, of course, if you're in that leadership role, um, it's a huge aspect of what you're trying to do. Uh, One thing that he had down was, in the long run, it is what we do not say that will destroy us. A little different take maybe on what other people might think. So he says, it is what we do not say that will destroy us. What does that mean to you?
1: I, in fact, I, I think that was a really interesting one. I, um, thank, I appreciate you pointing it out. I think for him, it meant you, you can't be passive aggressive and you can't let things boil up and you can't let, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to sort of internalize, I'm, I'm bad at this as well, internalizing things mm-hmm. and letting it boil and boil and boil and boil. And I think for him, you know, I mean, Patton was, a, was notorious and probably was why, you know, in, in today's world, he never would have probably even made made it to the general uh, ranks because he said what he thought. Right. And he said it right then and there and he had no filter, essentially. Well, obviously you have to have a filter and you have to be you know, cognizant of what you say. But I think getting things out in the open, talking about them, talking about problems and getting it all out is, is, is really healthy and, and can help create better teams. It can help create uh, an honesty and trust within an organization. And it makes people, you know, one of the things I really, think is important here is you've got to have people in your organization that'll tell you the truth and tell you what, not just what you want to hear, but what the, you know, what the truth is. Sure. And I think they've got to be, I think people have to feel like they can do that without getting in trouble, without it costing them their job or, you know, and I think that's what he's talking
0: about. Right. How do you get to that point? Because I would think that is a difficult thing, especially if you're in that leadership position we like to think, of course, we're making the right decisions, everything's going swell. How do you instill in your employees that, hey, it's okay to talk about this, okay to give me that honest feedback so that we don't get stuck in a spot where we don't want to be down the road?
1: I think it's a matter of communication. I think it's, uh, you know, one of the things that we do is we make a big effort to sit down with people every month. You know, you're not talking just to your frontline. Let's say you're the CEO and you're not, you're not sitting down with just your frontline managers. You sit down with, your, with everybody down that chain, down mm-hmm. that line. And you make a conscious effort to do it on a regular basis. I mean, we have lunches at, at the office every week. We sit down with everybody. You know, we're a smaller organization, but at the same time, this, this is something a, a CEO of a major company can do. You know, sit down with your mid-level managers, your, your people on the line, your people, you know, cleaning, your people in maintenance, your people in, and let them know, look, my door is open for, for suggestions and for ways we can make this work better. We can make it better for you. And it, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort to sit down and talk to everybody, get to know them a little bit, know who they are, make them feel comfortable that coming to you is is what you, what you want and you need as the leader
0: of the organization. I think it's interesting you mentioned that because I think that leads into another one of the principles that Patton had, and that was the idea that not only should you know what you do know, but also know what you do not know. The idea of, you know, you don't understand or know everything. How can this apply to a CEO or a leader in the corporate world?
1: I think just acknowledging what you don't know. And, and I mean, one of the key things is, is I mean, we, we brought in, I, I know when we first started our business, we brought in somebody that really understood shipping mm-hmm. and packaging and that whole process. And it was key for us to launching our business because we were forced to distribute and package and mail our products. Uh, it was, we were forced into a distribution uh, situation that we had to, to take on, and we knew we knew nothing about it. Right? Uh, you know, we knew how we had the whole business side of it down—the selling and the and the concept, the pack. You know, but we didn't have the the logistics side down. And so, you know, acknowledging it and 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 looking for people who can fulfill that need or that that expertise in the organization you know, I think is okay. And, and you, you don't have to know everything. And I think acknowledging that to your team is okay because they feel more like then maybe they can give suggestions and help sure. and step up to the plate. And I think that's okay.
0: We're getting a little low on time, but there was uh, one more that stood out to me underneath uh, Patton's principles of success. And um, not that this actually relates to religion, but his phrase was that revenge belongs to God. What does that mean to you? What do you take from that in terms of, again, looking at today's workforce and and how that might apply?
1: Uh, I like that one a lot. I, I think what he's talking about is let things go. Again, we were talking about a little bit earlier. Don't let things boil over. Don't internalize things. Don't hold grudges. Don't get involved in pettiness and things and uh, try to lead as an ex- you know have be a leader. Or, and lead by example, don't get caught up in the also, uh, in office gossip and, and all that nonsense and stay focused. And, and as it says, you know, everybody's going to have to account for whatever down the road or whatever <laughs> right. their beliefs are, you know, he's not there or you're not there as a CEO to judge people's life for what they do and, and what they do after work or whatever, you know, that's, that's all not, you know,
0: not important. So. I think that's well put. And I think uh, a good way to look at things you're talking about trying to stay focused on what you're doing within your workspace there. What we we like to do always with our guests before we wrap up the show is give them an opportunity to give the listeners a a takeaway from the conversation, something that you wanted to emphasize or touch on. Uh, Obviously, we've been talking about leadership here. So what would you like to leave the listeners with in terms of being an effective leader, uh, the important aspects of leadership, anywhere you'd like to go to help us wrap up the conversation?
1: I think Patton was obviously flawed as as we all know, and, and as everyone is, everybody's got their flaws and has and got their weaknesses. But I think what you can take from him is that he led by example. And I think the most important thing as a CEO or as a leader of an organization or as a manager is to lead by example. Do and act and carry yourself like you want your people to. Work like you want your people to. you know, Show them that you're willing to work as hard as they are. Jump in and, and contribute. And I think That is really one of the essence and keys to leading a good organization and creating a great team and a great
0: place to work. I think that's a perfect takeaway for the conversation today. And that will wrap it up for us on this edition of Employment Notebook. Again, we've been talking about using General George Patton's principles to help you lead in your career. Our guest has been Rhett Power, the co-founder of Wild Creations and a respected expert on leadership and entrepreneurship. Rhett, thanks again for sharing your thoughts with us today. We do appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, and I appreciate the time. And of course, we also want to hear from you, the listener. If you have any comments or suggestions, just shoot an email to Radio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any thoughts related to any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.